Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. You can listen and subscribe to the show for free on Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. For network or show information, visit ByteRadio.me. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest is Amanda Hainline, and we will be talking about her new book, Feel Better in Five Minutes, an empowering guide to gain control over your emotions. Amanda Hainline has been a revered energy healer over the past 15 years, working with clients all over the globe. She is an intuitive healer, clairvoyant, audiovoyant, clairsentient, medium, channel, and author. She loves bringing the world of energy healing to others through teaching, hands-on healing, and distance work. Unlike many others in the field, she did not intentionally pursue a spiritual life. In her 30s, she was suffering from depression and struggling to carry the load of motherhood. Seeking the aid of an energy healer, she had an initial session that reduced her anxiety. But the second session changed her life. She went from being a suburban mom to a full-blown psychic in 30 seconds. A spontaneous kundalini awakening blew open all her chakras at the same time, thrusting her into the psychic realm instantly. To her utter shock, three angels ultimately arrived in her living room, proclaiming that they would teach her how to heal people. After initially challenging them, she finally gave in and allowed them to guide her to start healing herself and others. Today, Amanda is an emotional freedom mentor, intuitive healer, and author of the book, Feel Better in Five Minutes, An Empowering Guide to Gain Control Over Your Emotions. In that book, she shares 79 emotional freedom methods to help others gain freedom from anxiety, depression, and stress that are rampant today, to help themselves and to help others. <laughs> you can learn more by visiting Amanda's website, which is amandahainline.com, and that's Amanda, H-A-I-N-L-I-N-E.com, amandahainline.com. So that, I'd like to welcome Amanda to the show. Good day, Amanda. Hello. Thank you for having me today. It's my pleasure. I'm looking forward to our chat. Um, so um, I, I usually like to have uh, the guests kind of give a little bit of a background, um, you know, kind of what led them to, you know, to the path they're on right now in the book. Um, and as I mentioned in the introduction, uh, you had a, a rather um, – Rude awakening, so to speak. Um, but anyway, yeah. I, I would love for you to share uh, about what happened. You know, as a matter of fact, you know, in the introduction you have it entitled "From Hot Mess Mom to Emotional Freedom." So I'm sure there's a few hot mess moms listening right now. So I'd love for you to share that story. Yeah, it was. It, I was definitely a hot mess mom. Um, it, you know, I I was just. Kind of, I was a stay-at-home mom and um, felt like I was really struggling with purpose and I was depressed and I was in a tough marriage. And um, 
I just, you know, I decided to go to an energy healer. And the, like you said, you know, the, the first session went great. Um, I, I felt much better. But during the second session, I did have uh, an experience where, you know, all of my chakras opened. The, the healer who facilitated that energy coming in, I was her second client. So it was kind of Whoa. interesting uh, <laughs> that she didn't know what was going on. She's like, well, I guess this is what happens, you know. But she had just learned a modality. And, you know, if you want to say spirit worked through her, uh, to get to me to, to facilitate that awakening, you know, I think it's probably a pretty accurate description. Um, so uh, after that experience, you know, it was, it was kind of, it was a scary experience. I mean, it was terrifying. I didn't understand what was happening. I didn't know what a shocker was going into the whole, whole thing. I was not raised um, with that thought process or, you know, Eastern religion. I was raised um, in Baptist church. So, you know, that was all very foreign, foreign to me. And when I had this experience and I'm laying there on this table, um, I, I'm being tapped on, but I, I feel all this terror and I feel like I'm burning from the inside out and like my body is super, super tense and I'm sweating and it was just, it was crazy. And um, the healer didn't know what to make of it. And so I started going to other healers to try to get some assistance and relief because all of a sudden I was hearing voices. I was seeing things. Things were waking me up during the night. I had angels waking me up. I had dark things waking me up, you know, horrific nightmares. Um, and I was had all these traumas coming up from my childhood that I couldn't stop from kind of reliving over and over again um, because there was just nothing energetically to hold them in place anymore. I had stuffed a lot of emotions when I was younger, as most of us do, and it was just all coming up at once. And so it was a lot to deal with. Uh, for about six months, this went on uh, really regularly, and but about the time I felt like I got a grip on it, I had um, this experience where I was doing laundry, and I was taking it out of the dryer, and you know how you, you get to a point in your life where you're like, oh, I think I got this down, and then something else happens. That's what <laughs> happens. Uh, so I was like, oh, I got this, you know, and then I turn, I go in the living room and put the basket down, and I feel something behind me, and I turn around, and there's these three giant angels in my kitchen, and I was like, what do you want now, you know, because I've got used to, you know, angels and different things showing up on my house and talking to me you know, and telling me all this profound information. And I'm like, I just, can I just do my laundry in, in peace? <laughs> you know, you have to go visit my house and bother me. But, um, yeah. but they said, you know, we're going to teach how to heal people. And I said, well, you've got the wrong address because my life's a disaster. And they're like, no, 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 we're don't go to any training. We're going to teach you everything you need to know. And so after some kicking and screaming on my part, um, I decided to let them teach me. And, I've, that was 16 years ago now, uh, coming up on the anniversary of my awakening, actually, uh, this month. So it's, uh, it's, really, it's really interesting to see the process of, of those years. But um, I've been working with people one-on-one since that experience, pretty much. Wow. That is kind of a, a – I mean, it's a, it's a wonderful story because – you know, I think, you know, even the fact that it was only the second time that, that uh, energy healers had, had worked is because it, it just seems that the, um, the idea of being able to go from 
living one life with a whole set of, you know, beliefs and paradigms, and then you have this, in this case, a shared experience that kind of awakens both people, you know, and then, then from that point on, it, it shifts. So, so for those listening who are kind of like in that um, pre-knowing, you know, that kind of a sleep, uh, I don't want to say sleep, but, you know, but the, the pre-awareness you know, kind of situation that um, it can change on a dime, you know, and, and things it can. from that point are never the same. It, it's, it's really fascinating how fast things can change. And I really feel like, you know, I was going to have an experience like this. <clears throat> I was going to have this process happen in my life, regardless if I had gone to the, an energy healer or if I had gotten it through a car accident or some other kind of, like someone had died in my life that I was really close to, this awakening was going to happen. It just happened to be done. And honestly, when I think about it, the most benign way possible, you know, to call it a benign experience, you know? I mean, I didn't have tragedy on top of that or trauma on top of the actual experience of having the awakening. So I'm, I feel blessed in that regard. Uh, but it was definitely a process it was a process yeah and when people say oh i wish i could like you know have experience like you did on yeah be, yeah be careful what you say <laughs> it was not <laughs> i'm grateful for where i am now and i wouldn't trade it for anything but if i had been able to go through it at a slower gentler pace that would have been fantastic but i wasn't a seeker i wasn't looking for it so maybe that's why they thought oh, if we don't do this all at once this girl's not going to do it you know and they just they just woke me up <laughs> so yeah yeah it was, it was yeah. yeah it is it is much easier with you know some you know pokes and prods versus a two by four so you know that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing you know and um you know and, and it's funny when you mentioned about you know kind of having the you know, get done or you might not do it. You know, I think um, when it comes to uh, our, you know, being guided into, you know, a higher awareness that uh, it seems like our, our guides or, or universe, it just seems like we get the perfect amount of nudge needed to make the change. Yes. Yeah. You do. You really do. And I, I have really learned that over the years that, you know, I if I listen to the whisper to begin with, then they don't have to hit me with the Mack truck. So I really work on <laughs> listening to the whisper at this point in my life and really going with the flow and understanding that, you know, the flow of your life, it's not a linear path. You know, I think over the years, we really, people are starting to understand that, you know, we used to, um, go to high school, then go to college, then get a job, then retire, then, you know, there's these steps, right? Well, there's still phases of life, but, you know, a lot of times people will wait for five or six years to go to college, and then they, they go in a totally different direction than they would have gone if they had gone straight out of high school. Because at 18, you don't know what you want to do for the most part. I mean, you haven't had life experience. So our life actually teaches us those things, and if we allow ourselves that time to really be in the flow of of what our soul path is versus what society tells us we have to follow. It's a very different experience in life. And so I strive every day to do that at this point because it's just easier 
to uh, to follow the flow of things. Now, granted, I still take action and all of those things, but but if I but if the action is delayed because I'm just not feeling it, if the flow is not there for it, and I try to force it, it actually is way harder than if I wait. For instance, I'm sitting in a podcast room. We just moved a year ago, and or a year. I'm sorry, a month ago. And I'm still sitting here going, well, I really should get this room together. But it just, the inspiration hasn't struck me yet. <laughs> so I'm sitting among yeah. boxes still, you know, and, and that's okay, you know. Um, and so I think, I think have, allowing yourself that space to go with the flow of right. life a little bit, even if it's not what you think you, quote, unquote, should do and timing-wise, everything's in the perfect time. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that perfect piece of furniture or – or decor it may just not be available yet, <laughs> or available at the right price yet, you know. But there will be a time. That's right. That, that'll be the case. That's you know, and it's, yes. And it's so funny. You're, you're talking about this. Literally, ten minutes before we came onto the show, I was scheduling someone for a January show, and um, the title is "Coherence Revolution: Finding Flow on Your Journey to the Present Moment." So, I mean, and here wow. we are. You were talking about finding flow, and it's like. And I've noticed when I've done these shows over the last 12 years that, um, you know, things will pop up that will support, like, our conversation today. And and that there, I'll get kind of a, a sign that there's a certain part of the discussion that really needed to get out there. And, and it seems like the idea of finding flow, of being in your flow and chilling and not trying to do, you know, what you think should be done, but allowing to be done is, is kind of a key for maybe for people who are listening today. Right, exactly. It's It, it makes all the difference in the world. Because um, I, I was talking to, this is a great example, I was talking to a friend of mine, and he said he'd been trying, he's a writer, you know, uh, like I am, and he goes, you know, I've been trying to write this particular thing for like eight months. I've been sitting on it, trying to write it, and every time I'd sit down, like would wouldn't flow out. And he was supposed to be going to a mastermind in Central America, and he got COVID. And he said, you know, when I was on the mend, when I was on the mend from COVID, the entire thirty-three thousand word um, piece that I've been trying to write for eight months came out in four days. And he said, you know, I guess it just really wanted to come out. And I'm like, well, that's you know, that's how things work. I mean, it's just if you wait for the flow of it. And that's not saying you sit on your hands forever, but when the inspiration strikes, if you take action on that inspiration, there's more alignment and energy there for you to actually tap into source and really get that really divine inspiration. It makes it so much easier to get something done. It really does. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I've come to view what I would normally look at as a setback as just an adjustment in timing. You know, there's just it needs to be a timing adjustment here, you know, yeah. just uh, to allow to happen. Um, and and, and it, it just makes it so much easier to um, just accept what is and, and, you know, not let it stop you, because otherwise it can be pretty debilitating, like for that one gentleman. Yes, it can be. And, you know, a lot of us, whenever you feel like you should be doing something, you know, there's guilt there, there's shame there, whatever it is. And, you know, because you, you feel like you're on someone else's timeline, but if you if you can follow, if you can have the patience to follow the universe's timeline, God's timeline, whatever you want to say, 
you know, it's a, it's a much easier journey. You know, you're staying in the middle of the river, so to speak, versus hanging on to branches and going, no, I can't, you know, can't go down. I can't, you know, you're going to bump into a bunch of rocks if you're, if you're resisting. But if you just, if you go with the flow of things, it's really amazing how, just how much easier, because sometimes you get different experiences. If you wait, you're going to have more experiences to make whatever it is you're trying to get done easier and richer because you're going to have this other knowledge that you didn't have if you had jumped the gun. So that's another yeah. thing that I always try to look at when I'm, when I'm doing something, I'm like, oh, I want to have this done by this week, you know, and, and then <laughs> things happen and stuff gets put off. And sometimes I'm like, Oh, you know, I get upset and I'm like, okay, take a step back perspective. Doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. That's an artificial timeline. I shut up <laughs> and uh, right. it's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you know, I have found too that you know the that particular um, uh, delay, you know, that life has to happen. I mean, there's it seems to me it seems to me that when you know whenever I've experienced that um, that delay, and then when it does happen, what I find is that you know I have learned something in that time period that was an important piece of what I was going to write and then, you know, realize that, you know, that just had to happen first, you know, before, before to kind of fit together. And, and so I guess sometimes, you know, life just has to happen before you, you know, do X, Y, and Z. Yes, it's definitely true. I, when I was writing my book, you know, I thought, oh, I'll sit down and write this in three months because I had the outline um, cause I, I got in this book program and it finally just, everything clicked when I got it, I got the format, I got it. I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's going to be so easy. So I sat down and I started writing and I would get to these spots where I would hear my guides say, you're not going to finish this for another three months. Like you're not going to finish this part of the book. I was like, what do you mean? I'm not going to finish this for another three months. Like, no, you're going to have to wait. You're going to have to wait. And so I got to used to that, you know, where it, if I had just sat down and wrote it, it would have taken me about three months. But there were pieces of the book that I had to wait to have life experiences so that I had examples mm-hmm. to use in the book that, so that people could take action on these examples and understand and correlate them to their own life. Because, you know, if, if you can't see yourself in an example, it makes it a lot harder to relate to and it makes it harder to take action on because you just, it just doesn't mean anything to you, you know? So it was it was interesting as things were going along, um, how that kept happening over and over again. Yeah, yeah, and, and those personal experiences are an important part of your book. I mean, you know, they um, they you know even though someone may not be going through the exact experience that you are, they know they would be very likely going through similar types of experiences. So that you know that personal experience um, experience of yours um, is uh, an important. For, for the reader and, and it's true to yourself. Now, Feel Better in Five Minutes. Um, how did that come together? I mean, you know, the idea for the particular book. And why not 10 minutes or one minute? Why, you know, Feeling Better in Five Minutes? Okay, so um, that's that's a good question. So the book itself, you know, I had sat down in 2016 and wrote down a bunch of um, client sessions the most memorable and, and most transformative sessions that I've ever done uh, in my line of work at that point. And I wrote them all down and I thought, oh, this, I could just stick these in a book. And then I got to looking at it. I'm like, what's anybody really going to get out of this other than, oh, that's really cool. You know, I mean, what are they going to get? And so I shelved it for a couple of years, went back 
started again. And then when, um, when the pandemic hit last March and people were really, the li- your life was shutting down, people were inside, they were isolated, they were feeling all of the fear in the air, all of the, just, just all, of, it, everything was super emotionally charged because there, nobody knew what was going on and everybody was isolated. So um, I, I started hearing this from people, from clients, from uh, on my Instagram. You know, a lot of people were, were mentioning this over and over again. And um, people were starting to turn to alcohol. They're like, oh, I'm day drinking now. And it's like a joke. And I'm like, mm, yeah, no, uh, you should probably be like working on stuff rather than just covering it up. But people don't know how to do that because we're so busy all the time. And what COVID forced us to do is really set with our stuff. So as we're avoiding, we're doing that, this avoidance, we're doing, 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 and we're not being. So I, I said, well, okay, what can we do here? And so I was going to write a little, uh, little piece to put on my website. And then I got to thinking about it. I'm like, oh, I want to add this and I want to add that. And I'm like, I think this is the book. So I used, um, my introverted self was honestly doing a happy dance with the with the pandemic from the standpoint of I wasn't expected to meet anybody I wasn't really expected to deal with anybody so I wrote the book during that time and I struggled with the title I was I was really um didn't know what to call it I was trying to call it like transformational energy something I'm like no no it has to be relatable it has to be something that people can look at and go I need that I, I want that for myself, you know, and, and understand, and it had to be something that was easy. And so I just, my guide told me, they're like, shelve it. Just shelve it. Don't worry about it. I was like, okay. They're like, we'll bring it to you. Don't worry about it. Okay, fine. So 3 a.m. one morning, there it was. I could literally see the title like it is on the book. <laughs> Feel better in five minutes. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh, and I got up in the middle of the night and, and wrote it down and I was so I was jumping up and down. I'm sure my neighbors below me because I was living in an apartment at that time were super excited that I was up and I discovered my title. And um so I was very excited. And then as I was going along trying to figure out the the, the secondary title and my publisher and I went back and forth until we kind of nailed that. But um yeah, it was um that that's how I came up with it and I thought, you know, it's easy easy relatable easily relatable it's something people go oh my gosh everybody needs that you know it's like yeah I want it to be something that people can relate to because everybody wants a quick fix everybody (laughs) everybody wants to feel better everybody's struggling right now right um more so than ever so um and and another thing is you know the the techniques in the book really are meant to dig a lot deeper but you can use them in the moment so it's really the, the goal that it's both you know, we're working on deeper stuff, even if we don't realize we're working on deeper stuff, when you do the techniques repeatedly. Yeah. yeah I, I really like the, the techniques and, and the, um, you know, the, the quickness of, of you know, uh, an exercise or, you know, an experience. Um, and the ability to kind of go deeper. Because it seems like I believe you're right in that, you know, People may start off with, uh, you know, the quick fix. Let me go ahead and, you know, you know, put the bandaid on real quick. But by giving giving the um, giving it the attention, then kind of gives your, I guess, yourself, you know, the permission to go deeper, you know, and, and to kind of go, kind of go get causes. So um, it kind of opens the door, I guess, you know, for that to happen. Um, 
So, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, okay. Well, I was um, going to say, you know, I, yeah. I was going to go into the the emotions part. You know, you know, you mentioned emotions, and it's uh, to gain control over your emotions. And I'd like to talk to them a little bit about that. You know, in the book, you talk about, you know, the emotions are something that we experience and not who we are. Um, even though mm-hmm. in the, yeah, even though the human thing, you know, it certainly seems like it's who we are. Um, so can you tell us? You know, it's an important distinction. So can you tell us um, about the distinction and why it's really critical to to get a a clear picture of that? Yes. So um, it is a really it's a it's a profound distinction, but it is a very simple difference as far as you know vernacular, right? So whenever we are um, talking about our emotions, and and I do this too, you know, and I have to catch myself. Um, if I'm getting in a loop, but, you know, we say I'm depressed, I'm anxious, I'm angry, I'm sick, I'm whatever it is. But what we're saying when we break that down is we're saying I am depressed, I am angry, I am anxious, or I have, you know, some people say I have anxiety. But uh, when you're when you're saying um, I am blank, what you're telling your subconscious and what you're telling your energy system and the universe and kind of putting everybody on notice that that is who you are. And so it tends to get weaved into our identity. We, we kind of, you, you know, everybody's heard somebody that say, well, I'm just an angry person. Well, I'm just, I'm just always depressed. I'm, I'm just a depressed person. I'm just an anxious person, you know, and it's like, mm, actually, mm-hmm. no, you know, it's, that's an emotional state that you're experiencing, and there's a reason you're experiencing that. It's not because that's your personality. So what happens when you excuse me, start to try to shift those emotional states and release those emotions, it's really tough, and your subconscious says, well, I can't release my anxiety because it's who I am. I can't release my depression because it's who I am which is not true, but because we've kind of ingrained this in our subconscious over and over again, it, our, our mind doesn't know the difference. And so what I encourage people to do when you're starting to really work on and recognize and distinguish your emotional states is say, I am experiencing depression. I am experiencing anxiety. So when you're saying I am experiencing, experiences are a temporary thing right? They're meant to pass through. Emotions are meant to be experienced, and then they're gone, and you move on to the next set of emotions, you know, but that's, that's a really important distinction that if people can start making that, then when you go on to the techniques and you start using the techniques to release these emotional states, your energy system and your mind is holding it correctly in order for you to be able to do that. Yeah. Now, um, um, in the book, you talk about um, that some of these experiences can, you know, in the past, imprint our emotions. I mean, these are things that can um, leave a, a, a lasting impression. Um, so what are some signs um, that, you know, people, um, for people who are struggling, what are some signs that will kind of point the way that this is something that is adding to their struggle. Yeah. So um, 
for some people, it's really tough for them to even make the distinction that they're having a hard time because they, like I said, they feel like their emotions are part of their Mm. personality. That's just who they are. But if they think back to years before, like maybe when they were a child, they were probably more optimistic and idealistic and they, they had an imagination and, you know, there was a time when they weren't depressed and, or, or angry or, or whatever that was. But, um, over time they had experiences, maybe they experienced abuse or abandonment or um, they had tragedy strike in some way in their life that, that set up this new pattern of feeling like everything's always going to go wrong and that they're not worth anything. And we get these belief systems in place that really kind of shape our lives over the long term. So, you know, when I, when I say to people that, that aren't sure if they're struggling with emotion, I'm like, are you, are you happy during the day, like on a regular basis? Like, what's your go-to emotion? Do you wake up and feel anxious? Do you wake up and feel depressed? Do you wake up and maybe you're tired, but you're like, yeah, I'm ready to take my day on? You know, where, where are you at the beginning of the day on your, on your wake-up? What are your first thoughts? You know, and so if, if your first thoughts are, I can't stand to get up and, and deal with my day today, if I'm... I'm angry every time I wake up. I don't know why, that kind of thing. Those are people that are struggling with emotions really on an ongoing basis that maybe need to take a step back and look at um, the things that have kind of brought them to that place, whether that's a trauma or usually it's a trauma, some kind of pattern that that was created. And so Chapter 3 is really about kind of getting to the bottom of that. It's the Feel Better Assessment is the title of that chapter, and it really helps you connect the dots between the traumas you've experienced over your lifetime and how those are related to your emotional states, how you think about yourself, how you live your life, all of those kinds of things. So um, those are some, but those are some indicators as far as, you know, just waking up, feeling a certain way all the time. That's, that's a big one. Yeah, it would be. Um, guys, we're, we're about halfway through the show, Amanda, so I want to take just a, a quick break and um, invite listeners, if you want to call in and ask any questions, you can call in at 619-789-4359. For those listening live in the chat room, if you have any questions, feel free to um, post them there. And then when we come back, Amanda, I want to talk a little bit, you know, you mentioned trauma, and so I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, does it require trauma, you know, to have these particular patterns, you know, um, instilled or, or so anyway, I want to talk about trauma versus non-trauma type, type of Okay. Okay? Okay, yeah. great. Everyone, stay tuned. We'll be right back after this very brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us, and I hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows, along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,600 shows that we have had during the past 12 years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, nature photography, calendars, and 5 by 7 photo greeting cards. Our show is a free podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms 
by using the links on our website homepage. We are on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms on the top of our homepage. Our website, byteradio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone. Thank you again for staying with us today. My special guest is Amanda Hainline, and we're talking about her brand new book, Feel Better in Five Minutes, An Empowering Guide to Gain Control Over Your Emotions. Again, you can find out more by visiting Amanda's website, which is amandahainline.com. And that's Amanda, H-A-I-N-L-I-N-E.com. Okay, with that, we're back, Amanda. Yes. Okay, great. So um, we, we kind of talked a little bit about the idea of how um, traumatic events kind of can make an impact and limit us. But um, we also indicate that non-traumatic kinds of um, events can also limit us. So tell us how, how so. Well, there, a lot of times I have clients that come in and they say, well, I don't know why I'm struggling with relationships. I don't know why I'm struggling with my job, you know, that kind of thing. And they say, you know, I haven't really experienced trauma in my lifetime. I haven't had anything that I can even think of that would be considered trauma. You know, I had a great childhood, a great upbringing. My parents were fantastic, you know, um, all-stars football team. You know, life was great. And um, and so when we start talking about um, their their childhood and things that, that have been said, you know, I, I tap into to my spiritual gifts for that as far as, you know, asking my guides and that kind of thing. But oftentimes it comes back that something was said to them as a child that was meant to be an accolade, that was meant to be something to make them feel special, that actually turned out to be a hindrance. So in the book I talk about a, a girl that came to me and she was struggling with relationships, you know, and, and she would either try to change who she was with and it would end badly, or she would put them on a pedestal and think they were perfect, and then when they turned out not to be perfect, big surprise, you know, um, it, it was always, it would end badly as well. And she's like, I don't understand why I can't have a relationship. Like, what's the deal? And so when I felt through it, and I, I was like, well, yeah, you did have a good relationship with your, your parents and, and all of that, and it's a, you know, your relationship with your dad was really good. And I said, I said, but what did he used to say to you? When you were a child, there was something. There's a trigger there. And she's like, well, he would always say, no boy is good enough for my little girl. And which he was trying to say, you're special. You know, you're amazing. Um, always hold on to your truth. You know, all of those things that he was saying, but what her energy system and, and her mind was, was a, taking in was that no one's ever good enough for her. And so she was creating that. And so that wasn't necessarily a trauma, but the energy system transforms that non-traumatic belief into acting as a trauma because it's limiting her in her life. And, and I see this with people a lot of times with academics. I see this with kids a lot. Well, I have to be perfect. You know, if I get a perfect score, if I get a perfect grade, if I get a perfect, I'm like, 
okay, we need to rethink this, <laughs> you know? Uh, it's great that your parents were encouraging you and saying how smart you were and all of that, but this is creating severe anxiety for you, and it's crippling you. So we really need to look at how you're holding these beliefs and really go back and, and work on the energetic imprints that occurs back when these things were being said to you because it's limiting. So that's that's kind of, in a nutshell, how those how those things transpire and a lot of us have them you know and parents are so well-meaning and trying to make their kids feel loved and special but sometimes it's to a detriment yeah wow that's you know that, that's a wonderful example because i mean you know and I, I guess it's you know for a parent who is trying to be that encouraging you know you know supportive parent um i guess the only way to ensure that it's being received as encouragement and not as a um, a fault is just to be, I guess, in tune with their child and kind of and how they're reacting to what is you know what is intended to be encouragement. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it's and it's tough as a parent. I mean, I have two boys, nineteen and twenty one, and I definitely did not have that cognizance when they were little to you know, I was doing good to get through a day as you know, I was talking about as a hot mess mom. Uh, so, you know, it was tricky. It, it's tricky as a parent to to always be there and be conscious and, and say the right things. But what I also tell parents too is that, you know, the fact that, that me and she was having these relationship issues that was part of her path as well. So, you know, it, it doesn't matter as a parent, like, how hard you try. There's always going to be some things that create things for your children that they're going to have to work through. And that's, that's not to say, you know, through reckless abandon to parenting, but, but also understanding that everything's perfect. And the fact that she has to work on that now actually is going to make her a much better person when she does find the right mate in her life. And it's going right. to it's going to encourage her to really – be better for herself and show up in the best way for who she's with. So it really, and she may not have gotten to those pieces to have that experience right. if, if her dad hadn't said that to her, you know, so, so it is all perfect, but, but definitely emotions, you know, and, and patterns like that. Um, once we're aware of them and we can start working on the underlying energetics and releasing the emotions around that and addressing those traumatic imprints and, and non-traumatic imprints as well, we can start to really shift how we think about life and really open ourselves up for possibilities that we didn't have before. Yeah. Yeah. And and in that releasing of of emotions, um, it's uh, important, isn't it, to to not judge or be critical of of yourself as you go through that or, or even having experienced the emotions? Right, exactly. Yes, I do tell people one of the big things is, you know, when we when we get angry, when we have regret, all this, oh, I shouldn't have done that, or I shouldn't have said this, or I should be doing this, or should, 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 you know, and there's, there's, there's guilt, there's shame on top of the emotion, you know, but all emotions are, there's, there's no mistake in experiencing an emotion at all. It's just, is that emotion running your life? Is it running the program, you know? And are you over, are you reacting more than maybe you, than anyone else would react in that situation if they hadn't had that traumatic trigger? You know, how many times have you been in a conversation with someone, like if it's a heated conversation, 
and you hear somebody say, stop acting like a child, you know, well, they're being triggered. Their child self is actually being triggered because of the traumas they experienced at a younger age. And that part of their mental mind, their mindset has not grown up or matured in that area because of the trauma. It's kept them in that space. So having compassion for yourself and understanding that these emotions are, it's not like they're coming out of nowhere. It's there for a reason. They're there because, you know, you need to address the underlying pieces that are causing them to manifest the way that they are. Yeah. yeah now, in the book, you've got, as, as you mentioned earlier, you've got a, a number of techniques, quite a number, 79 to be exact, in releasing um, emotion. Um, first of all, you know, are these all techniques that you've used? And, and maybe can you give us an example of one? that um, maybe the listener can, you know, do from this point forward? Yeah. So um, the one that I that I like to start with is very simple, and it's just um, having an awareness for an emotion that you're feeling. It can be anything, and it's it's easy at first to, to name them. If you feel like you've got a lot of emotions going on around something and you can't quite pinpoint one emotion and you're feeling everything at once, you can just say, I choose to release these emotions that I'm feeling um, and welcome them up kind of in, in your mind, you know, watch them kind of bubble to the surface and then say, I choose to release this. And then you just kind of imagine it floating off and up and out of your body. And if you take some deep breaths with that, it's very helpful. But the, the catch is, I say the catch, the thing that's important to add on the end of that, statement, that intention statement, when you're, when you're welcoming those emotions up and say, I choose to release these emotions and anything that it's attached to. And when you say, and mm. anything that it's attached to, your emotions energetically are a network. They're a network in your subconscious. They're a network in your energy system. And so whenever you say, and anything that it's attached to, you're getting little bits of that deeper stuff all the time. If you're saying it's just release this anxiety and anything that it's attached to, you know, you're pulling that stuff out and you're not having to dig deep because sometimes you don't have time in the moment. You're just, you, you're anxious and you, you're going to take a test or give a speech or whatever it is. And so you just have to get that emotion out right then. But when you have time, what I encourage people to do is go back and say, okay, I choose to release this anxiety and then sit with it for a moment. And where does your mind go next? What memory does your mind go to? Does it go to in third grade when you raised your hand and stuttered? You know, does it go to um, when you couldn't tie your shoes and someone was yelling at you and you felt really stressed? Like, where does your mind go? And that's the next thing on your subconscious list to be worked on and released. That's following that same chain of vibration and emotion. So if you have some time and you can sit there and say, you know, I choose to release all of the emotions around this particular experience, you know, whatever it is, and you release that and you kind of sort through those pieces and allow your mind to kind of take you through these memories, you can actually get a lot of work done emotionally. And then when something else comes up that you might normally have anxiety about, the level's probably going to be quite a bit lower because the trauma energy, you've released a lot of that in your energy system and your subconscious, you know, your mental state is starting to shift in those places. 
and you have more of an adult awareness and understanding for what's going on in the situation versus being triggered and reverting back to the core um, time period when that trauma occurred. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, you know a great technique to to recognize just how um, a particular emotion can impact our life in so many different ways, you know, and you know, and being able to and, then, and like you say, you know, once you recognize that the next occurrence that would be similar to any of those previous experiences, you, you do have a, a new awareness and at least a, a, a chance to um, make changes now. One of one of my favorite parts of, of your book is the reference section in the back. You know, you're talking about naming your emotions, and you know, in, in the reference section of your book, you have all kinds of emotions listed, and, and um, in it, you have a you know chart of, of colors and organs, essential oils, crystals, I mean, and even archangels. Um, I found it, you know, as I was going through reading, I'm thinking, you know, these are emotions that I've experienced. But I would have kind of had a a hard time digging up that one word, descriptor, you know. So, right. um, so if, if anybody has, yeah, you know, if it's kind of a unique, you know, I, if it's not a mix of them, you know, just going through those that particular list, I think it was it was helpful to be able to put a name to it and to be able to um, kind of start at that particular point. So anyway, it was one of my favorite sections. Oh, awesome. Well, I'm glad you liked that part. That was actually one of the core parts of the book that I started with um, <clears throat> because uh, I find a lot of people when they have trouble expressing their emotions, they, they just, they don't know, they don't know where to start. They don't know what to call it. You know, I mean, the, the, the big ones are easy, right? Depression, anxiety, anger, you know, but when you get nuanced, you know, when you're, when you're feeling sadness versus grief, that kind of thing, it's, um, it, it can be hard to kind of, understand and identify that but the the great thing about identifying the emotion and talking about the emotion and and the nuances of the emotions what it does is it brings you a really a a more keen awareness of yourself and what you're experiencing feeling and it makes it easier for you to to process and talk about you know it once you're more comfortable with feeling it can put you more in touch with a a more vulnerable place inside yourself that you can actually share and talk through with somebody, you know, and it, and a lot of people just don't even know where to start. They're so shut down. They just say, well, I don't know what I'm feeling. I just, I'm just, you know, upset. And I'm like, okay, well, that's okay. You know? Um, but then when we start naming and what it does is it brings the emotion kind of out of the ether, out of your subconscious into your conscious mind. And once you do that and you have the awareness, then you can let it go. You can process it. You have the, you have the control at that point to to really work with that emotion and say, "Wow, I am feeling this. Oh yeah, I think it's linked to this or that." Okay, I choose to let that go. I don't need it anymore, you know. Versus versus beating yourself up over it. So it it really does help to identify those emotions uh, with a word. Yeah, exactly. And now. Um... In your book, you have a writing exercise that you um, for dealing with feelings when we're upset. Uh, and I had to laugh because uh, just before lunch, I, I was out with someone, and, and they asked me, well, "Who's on your show today?" And I, I said, you know, mentioned your name, and and the <laughs> the title of your book, "Feel Better in Five Minutes." And he laughed. He said, "Oh, boy, could I use that?" And then it was like, I mean, it was uh, I don't know what it was. <laughs> I had like three 
cars just pull out in front of me or they were cutting me off. I mean, it was just like three instances in a row. And, and I had to laugh. I said, okay, five minutes. Give me five minutes. <laughs> you know, but, uh, so, um, yeah, I just thought that it was, it was just one of those things where, you know, throughout our day, I mean, we could have um, that our, our initial response is upset. Um, so would you mind sharing with us that writing exercise um, about, you know, shifting our emotions and, and maybe even resolving disagreements that we might find ourselves in? Yeah. So the first step of that is venting. So just really getting everything out in the open, because a lot of times whenever we're, we have emotional states, what we do is we just go, we kind of get on the hamster wheel and we just run it through our head constantly. And that keeps us up at night. It keeps us from really processing anything. We're just having the experience of that being, um, that being just kind of stuck in our energy system. So venting out everything that has you upset, whatever it is, if it's a particular situation, if it is something that has been bothering you for a long time, um, I do it whenever I'm feeling very stuck or just kind of I have a lot of emotions going on and I can't quite sort through them. You know, I will actually um, just start writing. I'll just, I'll just say I'm really upset about this and da da da. And it's, and a lot of times you can get to things deeper and more easily whenever you write them down and you just let it flow. It doesn't have to be grammatically correct. It doesn't have to make sense. You know, um, just, just getting the energy out and onto paper is really helpful. And I encourage people to handwrite it uh, because it does the energy does flow differently and it does tap into different parts of your brain doing handwriting versus typing. But honestly, I've done both, you know, and so you can do it either way. It doesn't really matter. If you're upset about a certain situation, um, the next thing that I like to encourage people to do is really, you know, put the shoe on the other foot. If you've gotten in an argument with somebody, if you have this, um, you know, if you're just, they made you mad and you're like, I can't believe they did this, da, 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 you know, think about maybe why they did that. Were, were they triggered by something? Were they, um, you know, did they have an experience happen that left them with a thought that, you know, they were going to treat you this way because, you know, they didn't have any other way of processing it. Like it, it could be anything, but putting the shoe on the other foot and really saying, okay, well, maybe I can see their perspective, you know, having an effort, putting an effort forward to kind of see their perspective and put the shoe on the other foot. Um, but, you know, sometimes you can go back to the vent step in between, you know, because sometimes all that stuff doesn't come out at once. I do encourage people to sit for, you know, I mean, at, at least five to 10 minutes, you know, if you can sit there for 30 minutes and write, it's great, you know, however much time you have, because it does take longer than five minutes to, to journal most of the time. Um, but then, you know, getting to a place of resolve with it, what are the actions you can take? Are you, is it, is it worth having a conversation with that person in a calm space? You know, once you've gotten your emotionally charged, um, um, you know, state of mind out and onto paper and you're like, okay, I've vented, I can see maybe where they were coming from. Okay, now how do, how do I want to address this going forward? You know, how do I want to come to this resolve? And just writing out some ideas, actions that you can take to um, 
to kind of patch things up, you know, with someone if you've gotten an argument with them. Or if you didn't get chosen for a job, it's like, well, what are the reasons they may not have chosen you and what can you do different next time? Can you update your resume? Can you maybe look for a different type of position? You know, there's, there's just, there's actions you're taking. And so that way you're coming to a resolve point versus just venting and then leaving it. Yeah, because, well, yeah, even requesting it would work. What judge is requesting it? Um, so, uh, and that's, a, I think, a, a wonderful um, way to transform the, mm-hmm. the experience from one that was, would have maybe um, at least appeared to be detrimental or, or, or negative, and, you know, to one that is um, more empowering. Um, now, in your book, you know, you do, you know, have some physical products that you talk about. And, and as I mentioned, you know, in that reference section, you, you talk about uh, oils and crystals and stones and such. Um, why, how do physical items help with emotional relief? That's a really good question. So for some people, what I've found is that they really are missing the self-care element. They don't take the time. And whenever we're talking about emotion, sometimes if someone's very tactile, if they, um, if they feel like they need to be doing something physically, like holding a stone or, or dropping oils in a bath, you know, taking a salt bath, um, uh, wearing color, that kind of thing, it's, it's uh, that physical element that actually bridges the gap and helps them to release emotions in a different way and gives them kind of permission to explore something that's maybe a little outside of, of their realm. So you can actually combine these physical elements into something you're doing so that you can, you can release emotion. For instance, you can, you know, you can light a candle and envision the emotions coming out of you and burning up in, in the flame of the candle. You know, it's, it's a simple, it's a simple act that, that seems like, well, what difference would a candle make? But to some people giving them a to, mm-hmm. to release motion to a specific place is very helpful. And oils, essential oils have been known to like energetically, they act, oils act on a lot of different levels, right? There's the aromatherapy level, there's the energetic level, um, so whenever you have oils involved and like if you're putting from a roller bottle onto you, you know, when you've diluted them or putting them in your bath, they really, they can work on that energetic level that gently breaks things up. So if you've done, I do, um, custom salt baths all the time. I'm constantly doing those for myself. If I'm going through something and I'm like, oh, I need to make a bath for, you know, for anxiety or for I'm dealing with a specific problem, I'm having trouble getting motivated, whatever it is, you know, and then and then doing doing a salt bath with the oils in there that support that and help help to really fortify those emotional states that are that are higher vibration and, and break up and release those states that are lower vibration. And so you can combine the energy work with and the techniques with the salt bath and then light a candle and when you're releasing stuff in the bath you just that's where they go the emotions that you're releasing so it's it's it just gives people different ways to address their emotional states and add in some self-care while you're at it 
Yes, and wash those down the drain. <laughs> those are really <laughs> wash them down. So, well, you guys, we're toward the end of the show here, um, and this has really been great. I, I, like I said, I really love the exercises that you have in the book because it's a great way um, to implement, you know, the things that you're teaching in the particular sections. So, um, is there anything maybe that we did not cover, um, or any maybe final words that you might want to pass on to the listeners? Um, well, people that, you know, are, are just venturing into uh, releasing their emotions and, and maybe they're, they're wanting to explore this a little bit more. I think the, the book does a good job of, of kind of, it's a toe dip, you know, it's just introducing you to a bunch of different concepts and giving you comfortable with your emotional state. So um, if that's something you're interested in, it's, there's, there's a lot of different ways to do that in the book that could be helpful. And um, I have a blog on my website that talks more about emotions and all kinds of different uh, other pieces of work that I do. So amandahandline.com. And then um, you can get my book on Amazon or there's a link on the website as well. Great. Well, thank you for your time today, Amanda. I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed talking with you as well. Great, thank you. Again today, my very special guest has been Amanda Hainline, and we've been talking about her new book, Feel Better in Five Minutes, an empowering guide to gain control over your emotions. And like she mentioned, you can find it that as well as much more information on her website, which is amandahainline.com. That's Amanda, H-A-I-N-L-I-N-E.com. And I want to thank you for joining us for today's show. And until we meet again. Thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Blog Talk Radio, Amazon Music, and Audible. To follow our show on any of those platforms, visit byteradio.me and select the one you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Byte Radio Me. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.